love the chase and the hunt And I set the pace when I'm running I always take what I want and I always give it 100 Don't need a bank, no I'm funded Play the game like it's nothing I'm always thankful for something Don't take for granted, stay humble Now wake up! It's time to look at the enemy Look in the mirror if he is no friend of me It's not working out, maybe it's the chemistry It's time to Welcome, 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 everybody. Thank you for joining in to Chop Station again. I'm your host, Marvin. I'm here, affectionately known as J-Boy. Listen, we've had a month break. We delivered six power pack sessions uh, from Dr. Jeffrey and Dr. Pamela Odom on the last part of season one. So we're excited to have you all back. Again, let's, let's understand that Chop Station is a platform of love, wisdom, understanding, and knowledge and growing. We are available on Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, um, YouTube, Facebook. We're all over the place. Do me a favor. Make sure you, at the end of this episode, you go out to every one of those platforms because we do have a goal we're trying to reach. Um, we just want to reach more people, and that's the real purpose of the goal. So make sure you go to all those platforms and subscribe. Um, today... We are honored to have Dahlia Freeman with us. And you may say, well, you know, who's Dahlia Freeman? What, what way is the show going this time? Well, today, I told you uh, October and uh, November would be women's empowerment. So that's what we're doing here at Chop Station. This whole month, next month, all of our speakers that we have will be phenomenal women speakers. And they're going to talk to us about a, a, a lot of different topics. So... We thank you for tuning in. Uh, we thank you for watching it. Thank you for su your support. Now, I'm ready to get down to business. I'm ready to get down to the nitty gritty. Dahlia, how are you today? I am doing well. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. We appreciate you taking the time out. Listen, I know you're a mom, so I know you're on mom duty right now. So if All the kids the <laughs> chop station, they knock on the door, this is chop station. We get it, right? We just appreciate you taking your time out to talk to us today. Um, I could tell your story. Uh, and you know, all the audience out there, let me, let me tell you something. I've known this phenomenal woman for over 20-something years of my life. Um, and I appreciate her for who she is and what she's become and what she's doing in her life right now. So um, I could go to tell your story. Right. But I want you to kind of tell the audience a little bit about yourself, a little bit about Seeds of Courage. And that's why we have her here tonight to talk about Seeds of Courage. So I give you the platform to go ahead on and, and tell us about yourself. Look, keep the juicy, nitty gritty details. You know, well, we, you know we tell us the real I, stuff, I, professional I, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. I got you. Once again, I just want to say good evening, everybody. And I just want to thank Marvin for reaching out and having me on here to talk about my nonprofit and what we're doing in our community on this platform. So again, I want to welcome everyone. And I hope anything that we've covered today will bless someone. And I just want to say again, uh, thank you. Again, my name is Dahlia Freeman, and I am a mother of three. I am a Washingtonian, born and raised in Washington, D.C., I currently live in Charles County, Maryland, where my nonprofit is located. So I just want to just uh, give a little bit about myself. Um, I enjoy sports. I enjoy playing tennis. And my, 
my spare time to kind of relieve some stress. I like puzzles, anything competitive, board games, anything like that. So that's just a little bit about me, but also something that's a part of me if my so is my story. And my story is I'm a survivor of domestic violence. And I left my abuser in 2011, um, experienced physical abuse, emotional abuse, verbal. And I didn't realize after I left my abuser that I was experiencing financial abuse. So I just want to say right now, we're celebrating the month of October domestic violence. So this is domestic violence awareness month. So I'm just happy that Rick's got me on this platform to kind of share, you know, what we do. Um, so I realized once I left my abuser in 2011, that I realized that financially I have any, I don't have any money. I have three children that I have to provide for and I'm wondering how it's going to happen. Um, but I realized in my community, there was, re there was no resources available. Um, because you have car insurance, you have a car note due, you have food you have to buy, you have rent, you have things like that. And the only service that was available is when you get an eviction notice or disconnection notice or you get in a repossession date. Um, and that's kind of too late. So I realized and the Lord gave me a mission to provide financial assistance to domestic violence survivors who leave their abusers um, to assist before we get to that critical moment in their lives. So, um, so that's what we do here in Southern Maryland, uh, provide financial services. So just a little bit about my organization. It's called Seeds of Courage. And we came up with that name because we want to be that seed to help encourage you to uh, obtain your freedom and financial freedom. We know that it's a courageous act to leave your abuser because we know that that's when your lives are more at harm's way at that point. But we want to question. Yes. Right there on that Seeds of Courage, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, tell me, so when you when the Seeds of Courage name came in, because that's a unique name and, and I like it because, you know, the Bible talks about having the, the you know, faith is the mustard seed, right? Right. Um, the, the grain is size of mustard seed. So in the same case with that, what, um, when you said seeds of courage, like what did you see to say, bam, that's just the name of the organization? I don't know. It was, it was a combination of things. Um, because we wanted to be that support. We wanted to be that help. We know that this process is growth, right? But you mm -hmm. can't grow anything unless it starts with a seed. So it's Makes just a matter sense. of just you start, you plant that seed. Um, and that as we do it and as we provide those financial assistance, we, we're giving them growth. We're giving them courage. We're giving them strength. We give them like, OK, I could survive. I don't have to go back because 99 percent of abusive cases experience financial abuse. Right. And we also know that the seven time rule, I mean, it takes a survivor sometimes seven times to leave the abuser. And the majority wow. of them is from financial strain. So they're going to wonder how they're going to take care of the kids, how they're going to feel. So they're going to weigh that. Should I leave or should I stay? But if you reach out to us and we have service in place to assist you financially, then you know that that's not going to be the reason you stay bound. Right? That's, you just said something that was eye opening. You know, you said seven times. What's so crazy is that's a biblical number, too. You know, when you <laughs> come back to sin, it's seven times worse. Right. So. Right. Really crazy. It just popped in my head when you said that. But also. I have to make sure we 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 shout this out, right? You you mentioned a whole lot of places of where you were from and what you did. I did not hear that famous college that you went to mention. So I need to make sure that we you know we put that in. That. Yes, I, we are a proud supporter and alumni of Virginia State University Trojan. Hell State, yes. Hell State. That's a, a free yes. Virginia State shout out right there, right? Um, Go Trojans, right? Right? Go. So, so, <laughs> Um, 
in looking at your Seize the Courage organization, was mm-hmm. when you first started it up, was it difficult to to get it started, or were you more of um, you know, the process? Because it's like a business, right? You're starting an LLC and your organization. You know, was it difficult for you to get started in it, or how was that process? It was a little difficult. I mean, I think first you just have to come to terms with this is my mission. I went through all that to have a purpose. So now you just have to walk in that purpose, right? And sometimes you go, is that for me? Should I? You doubt a little bit, but you know, with faith and you trust that, you know, I didn't go through this in vain, right? So first I had to just come to terms with this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is where the need is and this is where I need to help and how to turn my story into other people's survivor stories. You know what I mean? Um, And make it easier for them. Um, but yeah, just of course with the state of Maryland, you always have paperwork. You always have things you got to do to set up. Um, you got to have the board members, the structure and things like that. So that was a little, little difficult to have. Um, cause prior to leaving, I was a stay at home mom. So my social circle was non-existent. So it was like, who want to be a board? Who do I know? Um, and how I think long, that was probably the most. How long after, how long, uh, after you left your abuser, uh, did you start the organization? Was it like immediately? Were you working on it during the time? Because first I had to rebuild, right? I had to get myself yeah, together. Nice. I got to make sure I'm in a place like, um, and especially emotional place, because when you have children with your, I mean, it's a lot of custody court. There's a lot of back and forth. And you just have to fix yourself first before you can tell somebody else um, what it is or encourage somebody else. Um, but it was seven years. That's at Ooh. number seven again, right? Yeah. Yeah, I incorporated Caesar Courage in 2018, and we going almost five years strong. So I pulled up this definition of uh, I'm trying to get it now from my phone definition of of domestic abuse, mm-hmm. and I wanted to see what you thought about it and how accurate from somebody that's in that that's been in that position that's lived through it how accurate this definition is. And then I did have some other things I was going to get to as we continue to, to move along in the program. Mm-hmm. Um, But it says domestic abuse, often known as domestic violence or intimate partner violence, Mm -hmm. is a pattern of behavior intended to establish or retain power and control over an intimate partner in any relationship. Abuse is defined as physical, sexual, emotional, financial, uh, uh, let's see, or threats against other Mm -hmm. individuals. Any behavior that frightens, intimidates, terrorizes, manipulates, hurts, humiliates, blames, injures, or wounds someone else falls under this category. Mm-hmm. How true is that definition? And is there more to that That's definition? That's an absolutely true statement. Did they have economic in there? Uh, financial. That, yeah. They had yeah. financial? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think all those things are, are all accurate. Okay. Um, but the financial piece, too, I mean, even though the emotional piece is something you have to get through, um, and that's more long term uh, recovery for that. Physical, yes, is very traumatic and very hurtful, but, you know, wounds heal. Financial, okay. sometimes depending on if he left you high and dry, is he taking credit cards out in your name? Sometimes it takes years to recover financially. Gotcha. You, know, you got to think, how am I going to get an apartment, you know, on my own when my credit is no good? Um, so, yeah, so I think that's absolutely true all those things and they expand it now because you know intimate partner can be a lot of definitions nowadays it's not just happening for a spouse man and woman true true. Mm -hmm. now when you talk about like domestic abuse being in in the organization organization have you seen that it's predominantly women have you run into some men that have reached out to you because listen 
I know that men are taboo. A lot of times we won't admit that if we've been abused or we're getting abused because we will feel uh, less than a man, for lack of words, right? That's the way we're, our ego and our upbringing has contributed to that. So do you ever see men that reach out to you or? We, uh, we serve men and women. Uh, we majority serve about 50 women so far. We had one male referral. Uh, we follow through with that or, you know, contact and make sure we follow through on our end, but we haven't got a response back. But we do assist men. Um, I noticed here in the Southern Maryland area, which is Charles County, Calvert County and St. Mary's County. Okay. Um, if you go to the when I go to get some data from the courthouse, the majority of protective orders are uh, against women. And there's a lot of men who are doing peace orders and protective orders. So I'm like, well, according to this data, how come, you know, we're not getting any assistance? And again, it doesn't mean for a man doesn't mean you're weak, right? Mm -hmm. We were raised by our mothers. It's like, you don't hit women. You know, it's yeah. more of restraint more than anything. So mm -hmm. it's not like you just taking it. You just know that it's not right to put my hands on a woman. Yes. Um, and they just usually don't. Um, but yeah, so, so far we have not had any men. We are open. We have the funds for, you know, for men to come forward and we encourage men to come forward. Um, so for everybody yeah. out there, they support men and women. And men, if that if you're in, in that uh, that situation, uh, women definitely. If you're in that situation, I, I think too some of this. You know, I'm gonna segue really quickly. I think some of this you just mentioned. Some of it is is upbringing, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of I think for men, a lot of men, and you can correct me if I'm wrong because you would have the data and the, and the knowledge on this much more than I would. So I yield to you, right? Um, it seems to me that a lot of men that come from broken homes fatherless homes, some cases motherless homes, um, where there could either be resentment, hate, um, uh, lack of love, mm -hmm. all of those things contribute to especially men becoming abusers, like th that power trip to be able to control you, to be able to have, you know, uh, make you do what they want you to do type thing, right? Now, I know women, that's probably totally I, I couldn't imagine in my head like you know because it's not common most of the times like you said you'll see women saying that men abused but like you said again you do see a lot of protective orders from men so it's like we've broadcast what the a domestic abuse for a man on a woman looks like but we haven't broadcast the signs for a woman on a man that is absolutely true you understand what i'm saying mm -hmm. so it's like you know, I was looking online like, you know, because anytime I have a guest on, if it's about a topic, I go and I listen, I read those type of things. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in saying it, I'm like, well, wait a minute. There's signs, you know, we, I wanted to ask you about that. There's signs that you can see for somebody that's being abused. I wouldn't even know what signs to look for for a man. You know, it, <laughs> and I'm a man. Like, what do you. What right. Do you look for, right. right. Do they just stay in the house. Do they not go anywhere? Do they, I, you got a lot of men that are introverts so it's very tricky whereas you know a lot of times with the women you can as a man i can sense when a man ain't right i mean mm -hmm. energy energy is everything you can sense yeah. when somebody just ain't real like you can feel like they're fake something ain't right mm -hmm. and eventually i have this saying where you know you can paint over a zebra as many times as you want but them stripes gonna come back mm -hmm. right so you can't you can't hide it so i just wanted to ask you like about signs what what, what have you noticed like 
from your situation and then your, you know, potential, what you can speak of from the people that you help. Okay. Well, I mean, some signs could be like even wearing just clothes that are not appropriate for the weather because you got to kind of hide like a turtleneck in the spring or summertime, Mm. Um, long sleeve all the time, no matter how hot it is or, or outside. And I think for men, a lot of the women, because it's a emotional and a psychological um, damage to them, because it's hitting yeah. their pride, it's hitting their manhood. So they're not going to look as confident. They're not going to look strong and just like, I know who I am. They're going to look beat down, kind of, kind of look like shorter than statue, you know, because they don't feel or, or more appreciative of themselves and have a, a positive self image, right? So self esteem, right? So you yeah. can just, okay. Um, if they're out and about and you hear a loud sound, it's more of a tremor or more of a, a jerk and kind of just like more hypervigilant, you know? Okay. You know, you be walking down the street, your car backfire really loud, or you just just kind of like, whoa, what is that? You know, um, a little more skittish. Um, and just, just sometimes always broke with the financial piece. You know, you you can't you can't go out and do anything because you really don't have any money because they put you on allowance and you can't do things that you're supposed to do. Phone ringing all the time when you've just been away from your house for five minutes. Mm-hmm. You've been around family. Your phone just blowing up every five to six minutes. You know, um, you gonna have me out there at family cookouts <laughs> at, at gatherings with my friends like, yo. Why you looking at her like that? What you doing? I mean, on the I, listen, right. I'm saying that jokingly, but in the mindset, like, what's going on? What, right. what you doing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you, I've seen the situations. Speaking to what you're talking about, I've seen situations where I've been like, you know, every two seconds, the dude calling, checking on the person, see what she doing, where you at, what you doing, why you ain't home, why right. you ain't here, why you whatever. Yeah, gotta that go. Just gotta you me. Ain't like, got to I gotta the go. Right standpoint home. yet, but you, it's an itch. You get right, me. right. And then you don't see them for a while because you know some if you actually hit them, they try not to hit you in the face or something. But if you do, you you taking off work, just leave, unexpected leave. Um, you know, you don't hang around for a while because you, you gotta heal. Um, just mm-hmm. a lot of things. Well, talking down to themselves. I do want to we'll we'll at the point, but we'll go ahead on and take a, a minute and um 30 second break. But before that. I caught on to something that you said, and I know that you're a, a tennis player. So I have a question for you, and it's going to be a, you got to pick an answer. You got to pick two answers, and then we're going to go to break. I hope I can. You ready? I know. <laughs> Agassi, Sampras, Nadal, Federer. Pick one. Agassi. You're old head. It's old. I school. know. I'm sorry. That was right? my era, and just. Second so one. Powerful. Okay. Martina, Graf, Serena. I'm gonna have to pick none of those. I'm picking Monica Sellers. That's a classic. I, I like it. To. I like the it. Reason why? Because I would make sounds hitting tennis in high school. Really? And that was my nickname. Yeah. Really. <laughs> well, listen. We'll be right back. So you guys grab water, grab anything that you need, and we'll be right back.
right, all right. And we're back. So, again, people that just tune in for this part of the show, we have uh, Dahlia Freeman from Seeds to Courage. She's the founder and the CEO of that organization. Uh, based around, basically, and I'm going to say this loosely, it's based around being able to help uh, domestic abusers. And not, and she mentioned financially, you know, making sure in that point, but in the whole program, it's basically being able to help them in totality. Um, one thing I learned and listening to other podcasts, it's easy for me to talk about something, but it has a better impact if I've been through it and I live through it because I can speak from my heart and speak from a different place. So that's why I said she has knowledge all the way around that she can share with you and uh, get you on the right path and help you get to the right path. So in part two of this, I want to ask, so talk about your program and the help, the help that provides and the other access that it gives. That's the first thing I want us to, to touch on. Okay, great. So um, again, the organization started 2018 and we've served over about 50 women so far. We do assist men and women. Um, but first our mission is to provide financial assistance to domestic violence survivors to promote uh, financial independence and freedom. Uh, we, again, financial abuse is usually accompanied by all other types of abuse. So, you know, you can say, well, uh, I went through physical abuse, but not the financial. Sometimes you don't know you're going through financial until you leave. I didn't know I was going through financial mm. until I decided to leave because now he's losing power and control. So the way to regain it back is we have a joint account. They'll take the money out of the account. They won't, they'll stop paying the bills or the, you know, the car notes and things like that. So we help with those type of bills. So we have assisted with um, child care. We assist with auto repairs um, because we want to promote financial. We, we want you to get to work. You know, we want you to take your kids to daycare so you can have that time to look for employment if you don't have employment. Uh, we pay for pet care. Somebody, we had a woman who was in the shelter and she had to pay foster pet fees because she couldn't take her dog. So we paid for food to have it shipped to the foster parent for the dog. Um, we pay for, um, uh, I say auto repairs, we pay for professional license if you're trying to get a real estate license or a test or an exam. Um, we pay for a whole lot of things, rents, utilities, mortgage payments. Mm. We got it. You experiencing it, we'll help with it. And the difference with us, we don't have an income guideline because we know that you can make $80,000 and still experience abuse and all, on all levels. And he can take every dime and have you in debt so far that you can't take care of anything from month to month. So, you know, um, and then we also, uh, our program also does a financial education workshop. So that means we touch bases on topics like credit, credit building. Um, we got the legal aspect of things, which is talk about power of attorney, wills, assets, what you need for divorce. Mm -hmm. um, all the documents that you have to, you know, try to get copies of. Um, and we talk about budgeting. So that's another thing that we have that. <clears throat> you just touched on the subject, right? Mm -hmm. Not to cut you off. You just touched on the subject. And I had a question on that, which is crazy because you just touched, it, touched on it, right? So my question was, and trust me, I don't wrote down notes, y'all. I'm prepared for this part. Mm -hmm. right? Copious notes. Yes, yes. Um, so marriage and couples, all right. So in, in this, we're about to get hot and heavy. So, you know, this is important. Marriage and couples, can they make it through domestic abuse? And by that, I'm, I answer that one first, then I'm going to follow up. Yeah. Can, do you think they can make it through domestic abuse? 
I think some can, and I think it also depends on the abuser, right? Because we're in it. We're our true selves from the beginning. You know, for them, abuse is learned behavior. Mm -hmm. And in the beginning, we're giving our 100%. And sometimes it comes off all nice and stuff like that. And then next you know, once they got you locked in on a certain emotional level or legal level as far as marriage, things shift over. So we already there. We already committed. Like, we're in it, okay. right? But for them, it's just like now they have to choose whether they want to continue this type of abuse and they have to acknowledge that it's a problem. What does so, abuser have to do, though? When you say they acknowledge it and you say it depends on the abuser, what must the abu abuser do? And that leads to the second one. Trust and safety. Right. So mm -hmm. if it's trust and if what does the abuser have to do to rebuild the trust and safety? I'm only going to speak from my experience and what yes, I think gotcha. that I would yeah, want yeah, yeah. at that yeah. point, right? So I, I would, for, for me to make sure I'm comfortable, for, for safety to even be an issue with me, I would have to see him say, you know what? I realize that I put you in harm's way. So I'm going to leave. I still pay for whatever I have to do, right? But I'm going to work on me here because I want to make sure you're safe. I want to make sure I give you your space and your boundaries. And we're talking about what things we want to work on. So one, to give me my space and safety, you know what I mean? You decide mm -hmm. where you're going to go. But also counseling things in place but it's gonna have to take some rebuilding because just as long as it took you to break it down it's gonna be just as long as you're gonna take to rebuild it it's not a quick fix it's not well i've been in counseling three sessions why don't you you let me back in it's that's not what it's about you have to change yourself for the greater good and everybody else around you will just fall in line now some of the when you listen to the stories that you've gone through and i don't need like i said you know we're only gonna go as personal <laughs> as you want to um <laughs> Do they require like hospitalization, medication? When you say when you talk about um, them seeking counseling and those type of things, you know, because obviously you know kids back in the day they used to give kids you know Ritalin and all that other kind of stuff like that mm -hmm. to behavior. You know, all and you got people got a, different type issues, right? Right. So I'm just trying to narrow it down to help people that uh, may watch this episode for anybody they know or if they're in that situation mm -hmm. where to go. Because it's a knowledge sharing platform. So it, is that stuff involved? It's a lot of difference. It's individual counseling, family counseling, okay. and also a lot of abuse increases with substance abuse, right? So now you got to go to rehab. You can't fix anything else until you want just sober. You know, you that's the first thing that you got to fix. You got to get a clear mind first, and then we can work on other things. Um, I guess it's hospitalization if decided to do suicidal ideation, or okay. there's some other mental health that's with it. Like you have to get those type of things help first. And a lot of therapists, too, don't recommend counseling with their abusers because there's a lot of power and control. So you have to make sure before, it's individual. But before it can become couple, you really have to make sure that he's there. That abuser is doing that individual work and they really sincerely recognizing that this is the change they want to make. Got you. So what I just heard you say is from somebody that's been in this situation. So anybody that's listening and you may have your own experience, you know, um, feel free to drop us anything in the chat messages or whatever else. But, um, you know, what I'm hearing is they have to, one, seek help. They have to want to seek help. And you can't seek help, which makes sense, because you, you, you can't seek help in the midst of it. So it's not like, you know, it, when you get married, before you get married, you go to marriage counseling or whatever else, you go as a couple, right? You go to talk it out, work it out, do whatever else. But with what you're saying with domestic with domestic violence and domestic abuse you can't do that as a couple because 
that one person needs healing. Like they've got to go get themselves straight. Like I need mm-hmm. a mental checkup, right? Mm-hmm. And to get my something has went wrong in here to where right. I think that's okay. But it also increases danger, right? Because gotcha. now you're thinking, I'm going to talk about all my feelings. Or I'm going to talk about uh, what's been happening to me. And he's just like, Oh, you going to tell everybody? My-? I'm not going to always say he because all abusers yeah. are not he. But I just say the abuser would be like, you know, well, why'd you tell a therapist that? Or why'd you do? And then that kind of, you know, you cause an incident to be abused. And sometimes it may be for the person who's being abused to not disclose a lot because they like, I already know what's going to happen if I try to tell somebody something. So now you're putting on the front, right? Now you're not being honest. So, okay. you know, it, it it takes a lot. Um, they do have um, abusers um, group or a program for those just, who are... Yeah. I struggle with that, right? And and what I struggle with about this is <clears throat> I find it hard for, you know, and I guess different people are raised differently. Different people have different mindsets, like you mm-hmm. said, issues, upbringing or whatever else. But I just don't consider a man a man if you put his hands on a woman. I just don't, right? right. The, 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 the Bible says to, you know, especially if you have a spouse, you love your wife as Christ loved the church, right? Right. And, and we're not even going to a biblical level on this. Mm-hmm. That's a simple fact of the matter. When if you decide to go get married, you put your hand and you say your vows on the Bible. You don't say it on the, the yellow pages. You don't say it right. on Google or, or Instagram. You say it on the words and the vows that are written in the Bible behind that. Like mm-hmm. you don't have a choice. Um, but if you love yourself, I can't see it, it's just hard for me to fathom, right? And I don't call that a man. And I would not love to, you know, I, I would not love to see that happen for a woman on a man either. It, keep your mm-hmm. hands to yourself. You know what I'm saying? If I, I've just always been of the mindset, and that's why I'm so glad you, that you're sharing and we're being real because, you know, I've always been on the mindset where if you got to do all that, just leave. Just, yeah. just go. Like, hey, you know what? We can't be together. I don't want this to happen. Look, I, I love you, but I need to leave. Right. You know and it sounds easy. It sounds easy. You got other factors involved. It, it does. Through. And when you talked about having kids, the kids involved, you want to keep your family together. You want to, you know, and then the big another big part is pride. And I'm going to tell you pride because nobody wants, especially if you're married, if you're single and you're trying to get to a marriage, it still applies. No one wants to see a failed relationship, no matter right. what kind of relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. So. You're going to do everything you can to sugarcoat. No, we ain't got no issues. No, mm-hmm. we good. Everything mm-hmm. is great. Mm-hmm. And at the whole time, it's one or the other. Right. That's destroying the situation. And then um, you have to look at the spiritual part of it. You know, like yeah. my discipline God, am I putting in, am I praying enough? You know, am I staying by my hurtful? I know he's hurting inside. That's why he do what he do. So mm-hmm. you're going to have that conscience and that, that, that disappointment thinking that you're feeling God. Right. So, and that's why some people in the spiritual or Christian relationships that they stay longer too. You just hit everything is flowing like it should, right? Because this is crazy. You said that right. And I read online earlier and I was just getting ready to say something about what you just mentioned. And it was called <laughs> the six distinct stages. So I want to see how clear this is, right? I want to see how close I am on target. Right. It's the setup. The abuse, the abuser's feelings of guilt and his fear of reprisal, his rationalization, mm-hmm. his shift to non-abusive and charming behavior. Mm-hmm. He or she, now, he could be a he or she. I'm just reading mm-hmm. like it says. Mm-hmm. 
his fantasies and plans for the next time he will abuse. And it's crazy because you just talked about how you start, which is the setup. Everything is gravy. Everything is good. Right. Is good. Everything is growing, right? About, okay. Now it happens and they give you the, I'm sorry, it's never going to happen again. And, or either, you know, you made me do this. You did this to me and I'm just, it's your fault. You know, they put it on you. They do whatever mm-hmm. they got to do. And mm-hmm. at the whole time, and if it's not dealt with, it's, it's trauma that you don't know where the trauma is coming from. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's that's that's very interesting. Yeah. Um, what what I want to do is we'll take another quick thirty second break. Right. We'll come back and we'll wrap up and we'll go through. Um, we're at the end part. We got about five minutes left in the show for everybody's watching and any questions. If anybody asks, I don't see any right now. But what we'll do is we'll just close up and kind of close up on the topic on that. So give us about thirty seconds and we'll be right back. Be bold, be unique, shop jacks. Be exclusive, be one of a kind, shop jacks. Be yourself, be different, shop jacks. Not the same that you're going to see everywhere else, shop jacks. Jacksflyworld.com Give me a second. So... We're back. We're back. Look, I heard the kids in the background right there. It's almost mommy time. T- look, tell them we're going to end the podcast shortly. You're going to have mama back. Okay. You're going to have mama back. Um, So you, you had some notes written down here on my notepad. Like I literally was, was sitting at my desk and I was like, man, there's so many questions and things like that I want to ask. So mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to kind of love and abuse, you know, and I just want to speak to some things, love and abuse and the naiveness, right? A lot of people are naive to the fact of, hey, you know, like you, we talked about already, I want to be married. I want to be a, in a relationship. I love this person. I've been with this person for years. Or even if you just met the person, they put your head over heels and you felt like they're great. But the naiveness to take the word for the word of somebody that has abused you that they can change. We, I think like that's a very dangerous thing. Do you see that a lot of times, like with, you know, in your cases and people that you've dealt with that the abuser come back like, oh, I'm good. I'm changed. I'm not, you know, I'm good. And they just be like, okay, I'm going to go and take them back and everything is good. Do you see that often or is that a step or stage? Of course. Um, Every time I talk to uh, the women doing intake, because I talk to them, I kind of get to know the situation, why they left. This is so amazing because I can't say amazing, but it's it's just I'm in awe because a lot of their stories are like the same as mine. It's like, oh, it's like there's some pieces in everybody's story. Like, I went through that. Like, that's what mine did. And it's like these characteristics of these type of, you know, of these abusers. Um, But, yeah, it's a, I think when they rush you to heal, when they rush you like, oh, I did this. So take me back. It's mm-hmm. like, now you, you're on my time and my personal time. Now you're telling me to hurry up. Now you're telling gotcha. me to, well, you should be healed by now. It's been three months. If you really care and really want to change, it's just a matter of just just let it ride and and do what you need to do, and everybody else will come in place. But not to just, but I, I've seen that a lot in cases. Um, and they'll violate protective orders just to say, you know what, I'm fixed. I I did it. Now you you mentioned too separating, right? I think separating is very good because it gives you a chance to figure out what tri- something triggered the behavior. 
So you mm-hmm. have to figure, and that's, I think, part of the healing part that you were mentioning earlier, earlier is figuring out what triggered the behavior. Like, what caused you to snap? What caused you to do that? Because no if, if you don't know the trigger, yeah, exactly. Like, and what I mean by trigger, I mean them. Like, what in yeah. them right. triggered to make you, right? So my thing is, if you don't know what that trigger is in yourself, and you don't know why that happened, mm-hmm. you should never be in a relationship with someone because you're putting them at harm, no matter how much they love you. Yeah. They can love you all they want, but you're going to put them in harm, right? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to drop this to anybody watching so they understand. For anybody that's filled with the spirit, you'll catch this, right? And we talked about this earlier. Fake energy is just that. And I wrote my words, I, I wrote them down because I want to make sure I said it like, like mm-hmm. this. Fake energy is that just that, and it's easily recognized. A smile, great conversation, a lot of knowledge doesn't change the fact that your spiritual energy can be off. Mm-hmm. And for someone like yourself that's been into the room, and, and I say that, and this is where I link that to. For someone that's connected and understands these type of things, like yourself, you've gone through it, you're a survivor of it, you've, you've come out, you're an overcomer, you've done great things in your life. The energy that's given off when you walk next to another woman and or a man is going to tell you mm-hmm. based off your experiences, something ain't right. So for those men out there, those women out there that are either doing this or going through this, trust your energy is just going to, I don't care how much you hide it, the energy is going to be off. So it's best to tackle the problem up front. Mm-hmm. If you're going through abuse right now, seek help, separate, seek help. If you're coming out of abuse, seek help, mm-hmm. right? Both people going to need help because right. one is mentally damaged. Well, actually, both could be mentally damaged. Mm-hmm. Also than the other, both could be financially damaged. Both could be all across the board. So seek help. Don't push it under the rug and say, oh, it's beautiful. It's purple. It's, it's roses. It's, it's, it's rainbows. No, it's not rainbows and it's not roses because both of your lives are in danger, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And because you again go back to what I just said, you don't know what triggered the behavior. Neither one of you did. Right. And no. you should get that help between relationships because you can experience the same abuses, just a different person for the same type of relationship. So you got to make sure that you're healed within yourself so you can attract that person for healthy relationships. And yeah. so, you know, so yeah. that's always making sure that you spend that time to make sure you take care of yourself. It's okay to be alone in process, it's not easy. No, we talk about love. It's easy. This is gonna be all just oh uh, no, it's it's a hard process. You have to rebuild yourself mentally, yeah. financially, sometimes physically, depending on what the situation was when you left. So you gotta make sure that you take care of you. It's like they do an airplane, you gotta put your oxygen mask on first before you can help somebody else. Hey, but you hey. have to do that first. Yes, and you then on top to. of that, like it's love. So you cannot love if you're not willing to seek help professional help for an issue that you may have mm-hmm. if you have that every issue doesn't require the same level of help let's just say that right right i agree but for something like this if you love the person or you love them like you say you do and and i'm speaking to because i've there's all of us know women unfortunately as men most of us know women that have experienced some type of abuse right and it, it's it's time to stop the trend. You're messing up your legacy. You're messing up um, 
the generation that comes behind you, you know, the Bible says the sins of the father carried up and through third and fourth generation. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're setting your family legacy up for failure because it may not be your grandson. It may not be your grandson's grandson. But somewhere down the line, that same thing that you've let pop off in yourself, you're letting pop off somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So on a real level, get help and separate. I don't care who I don't care if you know, I applaud you. I want to take time out right now and I applaud you for being able to have the strength to come on and talk about this, because I'm sure there's still a part of you that still has to, you have to deal with people that go through this. So you have mm -hmm. to pull back on your memories. You have to pull back on that same strength. You have to pull back on that same energy, you know, to raise your kids, to see your kids, to still maintain your kids, because you want them to see a different part of life. Right. Mm -hmm. Because if you kept them in the same environment, we are creatures of learned behavior. Mm -hmm. right. right. So if you kept the kids in that environment, it's learned behavior. That's all they're going to know. That's all they're going to know. Hey, so I, I definitely want to thank you for that. What I also want to do at this moment is I want to put this up um, and I'm going to read it off for those people. So you'll see it. I'll put it up under the post when I repost this tonight, too. Um, annual benefits concert, October 15th, 4 through 8 p.m. Tickets and donations through GiveButter.com. SOC benefit concert. It's on the screen. You can see it for more information. Please look at the website. Hey, the website is beautiful too. I actually got it up over here on my other <laughs> screen. That's why I keep looking back and forth. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's nice, right? But seizethecourage.org. So that's there too. Um, please make sure you go support. Make sure that you go donate them. Also, I want to throw this up. Listen, make sure you follow her on Instagram and Facebook and Facebook. It's um at Seeds of Courage um INC. Okay. Seeds mm -hmm. of Courage. Um, INC. You want to make sure you follow her on both those so you can stay uh, abreast. Here at Shop Station, we're all about supporting businesses that are making impact and people that are making impact on lives um, across not just, you know, a few states, but changing lives that are changing legacies. That's what we want to do here and that's what we want to change. So, again, as I close out the show, um, uh, Bay just jumped in the chat and she's, you know, she just wanted to say, hey, she just jumped in the chat. Right. I saw it. Um, <laughs> so I'll look, I'll send her your love. Right. Right. Um, but I wanted to thank you again for, you know, coming on. No problem. Um, you know, we will definitely support you and we look forward to as, the, you know, coming back on, making some kind of connection that we can do to, to help out uh, from that standpoint as well. Okay. Um be nice to have a little panel. Yeah, definitely. We mm -hmm. can do it. We can set something up if you want and get people from different avenues and aim and blame them the platform. I got the platform. We're here to help. Listen, legacy. Spread the word. Right? Mm -hmm. So as always, this is how we, you know, we close the show. So this is this is what I do to close the show, right? Okay. Love with a camera. At. Love. Hang loose from the heart. Peace. This is Chop Station, y'all. Until next week, we love y'all. Take what we heard. Pass it on to your loved ones. Listen. Like a comment. Go like all the stations. Hey, we out. Be blessed.